You're telling me you're a sorcerer. I came here to try to help a patient of mine. Come and take him into our domain. Now it's up to Stephen Strange to take the place of the Earth's last sorcerer. Have I become the sorcerer? You should learn whose powers to respect. Come along for a fantastic adventure into the fourth dimension with Doctor Strange. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and revels in the powers of darkness for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and beyond. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us after this wonderful Halloween special on MCU underscore Rewind and rate us on your podcast app. Unless this is really bad, then just wait till next week when we cover the real movie, then you can rate us after that. <laughs> um, and with that, this episode is about the 1978 Doctor Strange TV movie. Original air date, September 6, 1978. All right. Um... So before we get too far into this movie, um, I just kind of want to say that we are assuming that you've seen it, just like every other thing we've done. Um, I guess no, no. We're, I guess we'll follow our, our normal rules for spoilers. So yes, spoilers on all the movies, MCU movies that have been released. No spoilers on TV shows we haven't reviewed on our podcast, um, just because we have no idea what we're going to bring up or not, because... You know, Tony and I would have to plan ahead to figure out what we would both be saying. And it's a lot more fun if we don't. Anyway, um, so if you want to see this um, hour and a half long movie, or was it longer? I, I can't remember. It was uh, 93 minutes, yeah. Okay, 93. It felt longer. Anyway, if you want to <laughs> see this, uh, you can find it online. We are not actually sure if the way that we watched it is on a site that is legal or not. So we're not going to link to it. Um, but it's it's out there. Um, I get the feeling yeah. whoever owns the rights to the movie really does not care. Yeah, J- just Google it. That's how I found it. I was like, hey, we should watch this as a Halloween special. And I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I regret saying yes. Anyway, uh, here's a general description of what happens in this movie. Uh, this was taken from IMDb. Thomas Lindmer, played by Sir John Mills, a world-weary sorcerer, foresees the return to Earth of his ancient adversary, Morgan Le Fay, played by Jessica Walter, who has been granted dominance over men's souls by the Nameless One. In order to combat her evil magic, Lindmer must pass the guardianship of the light onto a young psychiatry res... Psychiatry? Psychiatric? Well, yeah, but there's a Y. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Psychiatry? Psychiatry resident... Dr. Stephen Strange, who has no inkling of his destiny. <gasps> yeah, if it said psych- uh, psychiatric, I know that word, but there's okay. a Y at the end of the word. I'm, I'm so confused. Anyway. Yeah, all right. That's not the only confusing moment we'll have in this podcast, I'm sure. So, Al, before yeah. we get into it, what are just your general thoughts on this movie? Well, this is a movie that came out in the 70s, mm-hmm. and it feels like it. Um, and I don't mean that in like, you know, an insulting way, like, yeah, our movies now are great. But what I mean, like, you know, the pacing of the movie is it's definitely slower. There's a lot less um, graphics, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, as a result, a lot of the effects they do are a lot more uh, practical effects. Um, and so, you know, that, that definitely limits what they can do. So if I were to compare this to the actual MCU Doctor Strange movie that we will be uh, reviewing in our next episode, um, 
you know, it's nowhere near it. <laughs> it was, uh, there, there's a reason why I asked you how long this movie was because it felt longer than an hour and a half. Um, but, you know, if I were to give it a rating of one out of 10, I'd go with like a three, something along those lines. Um, and And I think a big part of that is because I didn't actually know what the plot was until the end of the movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's my rating. I don't know. What uh, what do you want to give it? For I'm, yourself? Well, I have I have similar, very similar. In fact, uh I made it halfway through the movie. No, and then I had to take a break because first of all, there was no um plot. There was no magic. There was no I mean, we got a little bit of Morgan Le Fay being, being weird, but um, no, it's just like this movie. The movie was so boring, so boring. I, I was struggling finding stuff to that we're going to talk about. I did find a few things, so I know we'll get to it. But this was supposed to be a a pilot for a Doctor Strange TV show. Oh. Which you can tell because they don't get into any of the action until the last like fifteen minutes, and then I think they're setting up for Morgan Le Fay to be the big bad, like his arch nemesis, because she's still there at the end. Spoilers for this movie that most of you guys probably won't watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that makes a lot of sense actually. That that this was a lead in to uh, to a TV show. Yeah. Uh, so I I would give this. <sighs> Two, two and a half stars? Uh, may, no. Yeah, two and a half stars. And those are only just because it's ridiculous. There was nothing good about this movie. <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, now that you say that it, it was a setup for a, uh, for a TV show, it makes so much sense as just a bad pilot TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or, pilot episode i mean yeah yeah it has a lot of those hallmarks of pilot episodes where they try to get in all the backstory and all the stuff and then just don't have enough for a compelling story mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly all right so um like we do on all of our special episodes uh we're not going to be doing a uh you know point by point thing like all of our other episodes we're just going to be talking about our top three and that's our top three whatever they are um so tony what's your first one whatever thing it is that you want to talk about about this movie um mine it's kind of cheating it's actually two thing, two instances but they're both the same thing morgan mm-hmm. lefay's murder attempts her <laughs> her terrible use of magic or quote unquote magic um the first one is okay so the guy dr strange's mentor in this i'm calling him the not so ancient one because i didn't care enough to learn his name and he's not the ancient Uh, one (laughs) uh lindbergh all right well i'm going to continue calling him the not so ancient one Mm -hmm. um she sees him on a bridge um and then she disappears to possess a girl and instead of using some cool magic stuff she just pushes him off the bridge I'm at a loss of why she needed to possess a girl for that. <laughs> I, I too am confused. And, you know, my, my favorite part was 
how well it worked. Like, <laughs> he didn't die after that, because he, like, from what I could tell, he he landed on the ground and was then hit by a car, or he landed on a car, I couldn't really tell. But he, he lived, like, I feel like it would have been very different if he died there. And, <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's that's how ancient magic evil sorceresses kill people, they just throw them off a bridge, and, well, it's effective, I'll, I'll give her that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not effective because he didn't die. <laughs> oh, oh well, okay, magic, I guess. All right. Yeah. And then his her second attempt, which isn't the attempt to kill the not so ancient one, the attempt to kill Steven. Um, she mind controls a kid, and that's the end of the attempt. Like, I don't know what the attempt was. Like, she mind controls a kid to go in the street. Then Strange stops him from going in the street, and that's that's it. I don't know how that was supposed to kill Strange. Yeah, yeah, okay, that that was weird too. I, I completely forgot about it. So just kind of setting up the scene a little bit. Um, Doctor Strange is like walking on a sidewalk, and then we get this like weird view of a bus coming around the corner, and I I think that the bus was actually just driving like normal, and this kid just kind of is is like on a bike, kind of zooming past uh, Stephen, and. He grabs the kid last minute so the kid doesn't go into the street and get hit by the bus. W- was that it? Yeah. Yeah, that was about it. Okay. Yeah, that made I... absolutely no sense. I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how that would affect him. I um, agree. <laughs> so, a little bit later in the movie, she says, because um, she's talking to, oh, God, I, for- I already forgot who the big evil thing was the nameless one so yeah. she was talking to the nameless one and he was like why did you let Stephen strange live uh and she was like i i'm just really into him i <laughs> haven't been with a guy in a long time yeah yeah and so maybe maybe that's why like she just didn't give it her her all when she tried to kill him <laughs> yeah i mean that wasn't even like pretending to try to kill him though <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean she could have at least tried to throw him off of like a really short bridge or you know at least gotten the kid in front of the bus so strange would run out and save him yeah exactly like uh. <laughs> uh, all right anything all right. else with that or should i just move on to my my first one no but i did forget to mention this did you realize who plays morgan lefay oh yes yeah um jessica walter who is uh, known mostly for her roles in Arrested Development, uh, for Archer, and for Dinosaurs. Who was she in Dinosaurs? Uh, she was the mom dinosaur. I did I, not know that. <laughs> neither did I until IMDb told me, because she looks nothing like like that. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I only saw that when I looked her up on IMDb. Like, Well, I saw the name, immediately recognized that, but I did not recognize her. Yeah. No, yeah, I, w- I was shocked. I was like, hey, I know you. Actually, I did recognize her. She does look, I mean, she's older now, obviously, but she does have that very specific bone structure. So I was like, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm sure if I didn't look it up, like, when I first, when the, the episode or when the movie first started, I, I probably, it would have been bothering me until, like, three quarters of the way through the movie when I gave up and did actually look up on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your first thing? All right. So um, I'll reorder mine a little bit to kind of keep to the same theme. Um, just the magic in general that happens throughout this movie. 
Um, we don't get a lot of magical powers, a lot of things that are kind of thrown at us as the audience. So we've got uh, telekinesis, we've mm-hmm. got teleportation, mm-hmm. we've got force lightning, mm-hmm. we have incantations, and I guess mind control is part of that. So as far as I can tell, those are the only five types of things that exist. I guess there was also like a healing thing. You know, actually, now yeah. that I think about it, there's more magic that happened in there. Um, <laughs> but uh, it it was interesting because, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, the the types of magic that they did was more practical effects. And like, so back in the 70s, you know, there were other TV shows too. I Dream of Genie, Bewitched. I'm sure there were other shows like those that I just don't know. But <laughs> on those, like, the the magical character would commonly conjure up something or like make something disappear right yeah. and on the screen it would just be like immediately gone like there for one frame and the next frame it was just gone because it was you know that was easy to do practical effects but you know that's actually how something probably would work in real life like we just never see it anymore in movies that way because it looks very cheesy and I'll give them that, that they got one thing at least that makes sense <laughs> from, from how magic would probably work. I guess, yeah. too, if you're considering throwing a guy over a bridge. Yeah, I mean, you're saying that magic wouldn't work like Harry Potter with a bunch of sparks and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, like if you were to say, hey, this thing will immediately appear. Like, I feel like a lot of times movies or something will, will want an effect to like add substance to it like yeah maybe smoke will appear or something um yeah it's just huh. so th- there was that uh and then also like just l- kind of talking about the other types of magic one thing i noticed that was in this movie that we don't have in in uh, the doctor strange movie uh in the mcu is incantations like they they, they kind of do but they don't like say the words they just like move their hands around and focus. So I don't think we've ever seen them like say words. Oh no, I guess there was that time where he had to open the the eye of Agamotto, huh? Yeah. There are certain spells that take words. I mean, I you know, I use the Dungeons and Dragons rules that different spells need different things. There are certain ones that need material components, some need vocal components, and some need just hand components. Or a combination of those three. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was interesting. Also, I guess the the whole mind control was a little weird because it didn't just take over the girl's mind for a little bit. It like took over her body and her mind or soul went into the I I, I don't know dark dimension that I don't think <laughs> the astral before. plane. There we go, the astral plane. Yeah. So, uh, so that was an interesting side effect uh, and an entire plot point that they had to work around. True. It is well, not so much workaround. It's like they had to add it to make this an hour and a half long thing. <laughs> that's true, and that uh, they, I, I feel like that's where half their budget went in, into. Just, just that one part where they, yeah, you know, they had to make a whole set. Uh, well, we'll hold off on that because that's one of my three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then in that case, I think I'm done talking about the magic in general that exists in. Uh, in this movie so let's go on to one of your next hold on i want to say one more thing about magic before we move on though okay the not so ancient one does say Mm -hmm. that sorcery and science are the same thing they get that line in here and i was so mad (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> they they just had to do it. Do, is okay. Am I am I misremembering? But is, is that line? Does that line exist in the MCU Doctor Strange movie? Or no? Yes. Well, not that exact line, but that point is made by the ancient one, um, saying that like, um, when she shows like chakras and stuff, then she shows an MRI. And shows that they're the same thing. And then she calls different um, spells, programs, and stuff like that. So she's equating science and magic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It would be weird. I Well, I don't know. I don't know if it would be weird or if it would be more appropriate if she directly quoted what Thor said in his first movie. That science and magic are the same thing. Or what we call science, you call magic. Because that would mean that the Ancient One, or at least one of her predecessors, got the power or learned some of the power from Asgardians. I feel like that would be a little more interesting. That that would be. Although I guess, like, I mean, I would think on one hand it would make sense that a sorcerer at some point met some Asgardians in, in you know, this whole history. Um, yeah. But, but I guess that would that would ruin the line that Thor has when he asks a... Uh, Doctor Strange, like, oh, so Earth has wizards now. It's true, but I mean, Thor doesn't know everything. Uh, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Loki went back and or back in the past just taught some people some magic tricks for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or I mean, whoever ancestors they might have, I don't know enough about Norse mythology. Um. Also, I don't know about the, much about the ancient one. Like, how old is the ancient one? She's pretty ancient. She could have like projected herself to Asgard. That's true. Yeah. Um, hmm. I guess we'll never get that story in uh, in the MCU. Maybe in the comics, but I, like I think we've both said multiple times, we we haven't read any Doctor Strange comics. No, actually, you know what, dude. I've been preparing for our Doctor Strange stuff. I've been reading some Doctor Strange comics. The first time I've prepared. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Making me feel like a like a slacker. Yep. But, I mean, it's Monday, so that happens. It's okay. That's true. <laughs> I've only read two graphic novels. But it's more than I usually do. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that. Well, I mean, we're talking about Doctor Strange now. I guess I could talk about it now. I was going to say we'll talk about that next week. But, um... But I'll just go and do my next thing. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, the astral projection. I did not expect to see the same scene that we saw in Doctor Strange 2016 in Doctor Strange 1978. But he gets a trippy journey, just like <laughs> the other Strange does. Um, I don't... It wasn't good... But it also wasn't bad for a 1978 TV budget. Um, the unfortunate thing is I've uh, we've talked about this I think off mic. I'm not sure if we talked about it on mic, but I'm rewatching uh, Star Trek the original series, and special effects have not changed in the 18 years between the end or no eight eight years between the end of Star Trek and the beginning of this coming out. So that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, that's true. Like a, a lot of the stuff back then was was really just the the practical effects. So. Yeah. 
I mean, I feel like they were trying to be cooler because this is a year after Star Wars came out, but no one had Star Wars money at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I wanna... And again, straight to TV. So, you know, different um, economics of that. Yeah, that's true. I do want to talk about his journey through the astral plane. Um, okay. When Morgan um, summons ryle the scourge of demons no wait no no that's what he has to say in in the name of ryle scourge of demons be gone and it Mm -hmm. but she summoned horse guy who showed up and dr strange just said that and then he was like all right i'm out no big deal (laughs) that's like the most powerful spell (laughs) yeah that that whole journey was like the the non-ancient one guy was like, listen, it's going to be very dangerous. Uh, like, so if anything happens, just say this one spell and you'll be completely safe. Oh, so it sounds less dangerous. Yeah. And then once you find the girl, come back. Oh, how do I come back? Just think it. Oh, <laughs> like I don't have to run or find a door or anything. No, no, you just, just think you're good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this was modern, he would like have forgotten it or said one of the words wrong. And something, and they would have to like try to remember it while the horse guy's bearing down. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like uh, uh, just like in um, Army of Darkness. That's that's true. I was actually thinking connecting it to this. Um, Agent Carter, when they had that code that was really easy, and he couldn't remember it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um. Yeah, the only other thing is he he went, he astral rejected, he saw a demon, he saved the girl, he floated back to where he was, and then he got back, and then he says he doesn't believe any of the magic crap. <laughs> I mean, I get that beforehand, like <laughs> when, when at that point the only magic he knew of was when he saw the non-ancient one mind control some people to be agreeable. Yep. But Je- Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, exactly. But but now, like after an acid trip, like did did he think maybe it actually was an acid trip? Maybe. I mean, it's, it is the seventies, man. You never know. Although that was a more of a sixties thing. Um, my he reminds me that reminds me of Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, who saw the Ark of the Covenant, saw the stones in um, Temple of Doom. Saw the um, the uh, Holy Grail, and then probably some fourth thing, but I don't remember that movie very well. But he still doesn't believe in any magic <laughs> or God. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you have to think it's possible. I know, right? I mean, I am a I am a confirmed atheist, but if I saw that stuff, I'd consider it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't, you can't, or you shouldn't deny the facts. And the facts are, the Ark of the Covenant's real, and he melted that guy's face off. So, or, <laughs> you know you transported, like, you had this experience where you transported the astral plane, and you save this girl, and you go to work later, and she's awake and fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> Uh, wait. Uh, this probably just goes back to you know writers wanting to like add more 
conflict, I guess, to the to the show. Mm-hmm. Like, they they get to a point like, okay, this all makes sense, this fits. Ah, but how are we going to do this next thing? Okay, well, he has to still not believe in magic, so we're going with that. <laughs> <sighs> all right, man. What's your second thing? <laughs> All right, uh, my second one is just the plot in general. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This whole thing. All right. (laughs) So we kind of alluded to it at at the beginning where you don't actually really know until the end that it is, it's an origin story is basically what it is, right? Like, especially I didn't notice until Tony, you said that it was uh, supposed to be a pilot for a TV show. So that explains a lot. But it's really just two sides, the the good side and the evil side, just trying to convince Stephen Strange to work for them. And and that's that's basically it. Like when the movie starts, um, Wong and the non-ancient one guy are talking, and the non-ancient one is like, Yeah, hey, go find Stephen Strange. It's been years since he and I have talked to each other. Um and and that's it. Like, and then Wong just kind of goes off. And non-ancient one guy like i feel like what he's saying is okay dr strange is a cool sorcerer we're gonna need his help to fight morgan lefay and and then we find out like no he doesn't know anything about this he was just supposed to be next i guess yeah well his dad gave him a ring yeah exactly i'm gonna get into that one in my number three but the whole plot of this is like you don't like it's basically not until the end that you realize, okay, um, he the, the two sides were fighting over him, and then at the end he chooses to become the Sorcerer Supreme when the actual Ancient One kind of shows up in a light and <laughs> talks to him. Yeah, that was... that. Well, I was going to talk about that later, but maybe I'll just <laughs> not use that one. I was like, is, it, is the Sun the Ancient One? yeah it's okay so uh what was i looking um okay so in the actual uh like description that that i read off the one we stole from imdb um they had a phrase here that that i just did not notice at all in the movie um lindemer must pass the guardianship of the light onto a young psychiatry resident psychiatry Oh, it's psychiatry resident. Okay. Oh. Well, we got that figured out. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, I just, I didn't expect it in that context. Anyway, a young psychiatry resident. Also, psychiatry? I thought he was like a physician. No, he was a psychiatrist. Because um, that was one of the things in the origin that they changed. Mm, okay. You know, now, that, now that you mentioned that, it does make sense because there's a scene... Where the girl first shows up to the hospital and the the physician actually calls him down. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, so the phrase was "guardianship of the light." I don't. Did you notice that in the movie at all? No, but also I did not know that the demon was called the Nameless One. I think that's. Uh, I'm calling shenanigans on that. They just didn't name the character. <laughs> <laughs> I called him Dormammu? Question mark the whole time in my notes. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, you know, I'm wondering if the nameless one is actually a character. Um, and now I'm going to look it up. Okay. Uh, I think so. Like, I looked up the other demons that I heard them talk about. Like, Osmos- Asmodeus. Um, he's a demon in, well, in, like, uh, Milton, John Milton's, uh, oh, what's, Paradise Lost. 
and then like Dungeons and Dragons, and then in a Marvel, he's like a commonly used demon. But I don't know about the name of this one. Uh, yes. So just found it. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna go into it too much. But yeah, it looks like the nameless one is a character who shows up, uh, in a lot of other things too. It kind of feels like I'm, uh, I'm not sure, but definitely shows up in uh in Marvel quite a bit. I feel like the nameless one is a name you can just throw onto anything. It's like oh this Voldemort. They could call Voldemort the nameless one because <laughs> they don't want to say his name. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I stopped reading this book series because it's really long. But Wheel of Time, the Dark Lord, is called the Nameless One. So, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's a very generic name. No one gets to claim it with the no. um, with trademark rules. Well, the the reason is you'd have to write down your name to get the trademark, and they're they're nameless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can leave your mark. But that, that's the signature. You need the actual name written down, too, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess. I was just thinking, I think the only nameless one we've had in the real world, didn't Prince go by a symbol for a while? Like the artist <laughs> formerly known as Prince? I think he should have named himself the nameless one. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been good. But then, you know, he still wanted some of that branding. Um yeah. I wonder what he had to, to write down. No, because that wasn't his actual name, right? That was just his title as a performer. I, he still had honestly, his legal I name. I honestly do documents. not know. I honestly do not know. Okay. I was under the impression when I was younger, when that happened, that he actually changed his name to that symbol. <laughs> but now as an adult, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> you can't type that on a typewriter depending on the country yeah that's well that's where the real problem is like as soon as you go to anything that asks you for your name like <laughs> i'm sure you can find the symbol somewhere like nowadays it's probably shown up in some sort of ascii character set mm-hmm. but um uh it's yeah like like nothing is gonna validate that so many things are broken <laughs> so, <laughs> yep yeah uh and and you know why he did that right uh no <laughs> Oh, uh, he was angry at his record label. So they were basically just trying to get, you know, more and more money out of him. And they weren't paying him enough. So he got angry at them. He's like, well, I'm just going to go it by myself and go by the artist formerly known as Prince. And then they don't own the rights to anything of his new stuff. They only own the rights to Prince. Oh, okay. I did not know that. I'm not a huge fan of Prince. I don't dislike him in any way. Um... But my history with Prince is, of course, Batman 1989, that album. Of course. And um, my mom is a huge Prince fan back in her, like, high school and college days. Um, And for her birthday a couple years ago at the local uh, theater, they were showing Purple Rain, which I had never seen before. (laughs) And if if you've never seen it, I recommend it highly because it is the most hilarious movie you'd ever seen. <laughs> um, it's not so meant to be. A, <laughs> so, so there was this podcast that I, I listened to for a little while. Um, and then, then I just, it, it just stopped because of reasons uh, like time and stuff. Um, and I, oh God, I feel so bad because I can't remember what it is, but it's, um, it's basically the, uh, these two guys read um, reviews. Uh, Citizen Critic, that's the name of the podcast. Um, so these two guys, they like, they'll watch a movie 
and then or rewatch a movie if they've already seen it. Um, but they they basically just make fun of the the reviews that people write for this this thing. And so one of them was uh, Purple Rain. And I feel like after watching that, I remember thinking I need to watch this movie because the w- things that they describe that happen in there, and it's only like I think they said yeah, and it's only twenty minutes in. Like oh okay, this will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> No, Purple Rain, as someone I would never seen and barely knew anything about it, I just knew um, uh, Morris Day and the time from the James Allen Bob movie. <laughs> I was delighted after seeing that movie. Unlike this one that we should be talking about. The fact that we're talking about Purple Rain and Prince for the last five minutes shows us, <laughs> in comparison, how well it is. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's true. I mean, low bar, but okay. That's that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, that reminds me that I don't know why it reminds me of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm drinking whiskey, so it's just everything's connecting. Um, I had an idea for a podcast that I don't want to do, but I want to <laughs> hear someone else do, so I have no problem putting it out in the the ether. I want to, uh, someone to um watch. TV show, a episode of a TV show, the lowest rated or most critically panned episode of a TV show with no context of the rest of the show and just uh, critique and um, reflect on that. <laughs> okay, uh, that could be interesting. So similar to uh, the How Did This Get Made podcast where they, they basically do that with really bad movies. But yeah. Okay. Pretty much, but I feel like even even good shows have their worst episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder. That's got to be really hard. Like mainly the the no context part of it, right? Because I, I feel like like you kind of know something about a show, right? Or or very little context. Like I have never seen The Sopranos. I know through cultural osmosis, The Sopranos, mm-hmm. but everyone talks about this show. If I watched the worst episode of Sopranos, would I still be interested in watching it? That's okay. the question. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> Again, I'm not doing this. Someone else watch it, and I will listen. <laughs> and let us know that you're doing that, so that way we know to, to subscribe to your show. Yeah. Also, if... at the same time, you should subscribe to our show and follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, whose turn is it? <laughs> uh, it is your turn. Uh, it's time for your number three. All right. Well, I guess I don't want to steal this from you, but I mean that's the point of this. Uh, the final battle, or pretty much the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that did not steal anything from me, so we're good. All right, so um, he, I think, astral projects himself, right? To how do you get into that cave? I was very bored at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Now I'm trying to remember. Um. Oh, God, how okay, so she, there? so she turns into a cat to trick him into carrying him over the threshold. That's and right. Then, yes. So, so then she, quote unquote, kills non ancient one. Oh, now I remember. Okay. Um. So that's how she gets inside. She mm-hmm. quote unquote kills non ancient one and Wong, and then later Doctor Strange is on a date with that girl. Oh yeah. And. And Morgan Le Fay like puts her into a trance and says, "Hey, come with me." And so then they 
they go together. And then they do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my first thing was, why is the non-ancient one uh, dressed as a clan member? Because he has a pointy hat. <laughs> like that's a little tasteless. <laughs> kind of missed that actually. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in his cloak. <laughs> oh. I mean, again, this was a point neither of us were paying as much attention because it had already been over an hour. Yeah. So. Huh. Um, but okay, so she seduces him. She he puts she puts on his fancy clothes, and then she seduces him, which is like a terrible planning, first of all, because. If they're going to sleep together, he will have to take off all those layers. It seems like there's a lot of clothes there. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. Um, although, I mean, they re- I think this is one of those instances, they just wanted to throw in the comics level uh, costume onto him. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always got to show up in those random places. Even in the 70s, they did that. Yep. Um, yeah, so she seduces him, and then he's like, into it, then not into it. So she decides that she's going to show that his friend is being tortured to make him like her more. I don't think that's how romance works. (laughs) I, too, don't think that's how that works. Um, I've never been in a position where someone would suggest that, thankfully. Um, So I guess I don't really know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Is is that a turn-on? I mean, I don't think it would be a turn-on for me, and it's obviously not a turn-on for Strange, but is it a turn-on for anybody? Morgan <laughs> Le Fay, maybe. maybe she, yeah, I guess. Like, maybe this is why she hasn't been with a man in hundreds of years. Well, you know what? Maybe not just Morgan Le Fay. Every character that Jessica Walters has played that I've seen, it would probably be a turn-on for all of her characters. Except for maybe the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. She sees that, and then she chokes him with the vines when he's not turned on by that. And he randomly shoots fire at the vines, then at her. <laughs> and then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has his magic power now, and then he, yeah. Yeah, he gets out. That... I mean, this is the, the canonical, this is the hero's journey, right? At the end, he realizes his true potential. He does his thing, and he saves everyone. Yeah, everyone who should have died. Wong just is up. He's fine. Um, the not-so-ancient one, he isn't dead. He's just mostly dead. But it's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then we talked about yeah. this a little... Uh-huh. Yeah, and then they talked about this a little bit. He joins the sorcerers by giving up happiness and a future. And then he talks to the sun. The end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. I, I've I've got nothing for that. Like it it's a setup. That, that's it. That's all I've got. It's a setup for a TV show. Yeah, and then we I do like that even though we didn't talk about this, he Okay, so he goes out on a date with Clea Lake, the girl that was his patient who's probably mentally unstable. Um, he goes on a date with her. Then she loses her memory. So then he goes on the exact same date with her, saying the exact same words he did earlier. <laughs> I just find well, that he creepy. Changed it. <laughs> it. Yeah, but but no, he changed those words. Like in the first time they went on a date. The second time, I thought he said he was not going to go out with her. Or did I? No, get he said one? he said that both times. He said he's both times. He said he's not supposed to date patients, and both times she said. He said he could help her with her homework, which I know she's a college student, 
But that's really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because we know his age, right? He's, what, oh, they said it in the movie, he's like 33? He's, yeah, he's like 33, unmarried. I'm like, oh, the horror. Which, in 1978, was a big deal. Nowadays, I mean, I know we're both married, and we're, we're both 32, but we are uncommon for millennials. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're not dating college students. I think that's also a, that's a separate thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're not doctors dating our psychiatric patients. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. who have recently been through um, quite some weird trauma. <laughs> yeah, do you think this is his regular mo? He just like he releases them and then hits on the pretty ones. Maybe. I mean, they kind of. I mean, I mean, they hinted at that. T- I mean. A little at the beginning of the movie when he was first speaking with uh, Amanda Palmer, because um, she was like <laughs> quoting or she was saying something about like, "Oh, you were th- um, uh, another dude, girl last night." First of all, Christine Palmer. Ah, Christine. All right. Wait, wait. <laughs> Amanda what Palmer is the leasing her the Dresden Dolls and Neil Gaiman's wife. Oh, okay. That, well, that <laughs> obviously explains why I know that name. I have no idea why I knew that name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you know that name either. Like, I'm. I like the Dresden Dolls, the band, and then Neil Gaiman's one of my favorite authors, and I know they're married. But I don't know how you know that name. <laughs> I then I have absolutely no idea. Like, and I just pulled up, you know, my browser to search that name, and only those two things that you've said, or those two people that you've said, <laughs> have come up. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I yeah. really just didn't know the name. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, those are not things I would associate you with as fantasy writing and that style of music. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> Christine Palmer and again it's yes. not Christine Palmer but okay wait it's not Christine Palmer in, in this movie? I don't think so I no because cause I looked up IMDB and it was Nurse something but was not Nurse Palmer hmm okay I could have sworn they said Palmer alright maybe so Maybe I just assumed that because they talked about them two having dated in the past. I think that's what it was. You know what? She doesn't even have a name. I mean, there's Sarah, and then they have head nurse, and then nurse. But those are head nurse because she was talking about the head nurse writing up Doctor Strange. Okay. um, Yeah. Nope. I'm looking at the cast list. So I think she was Sarah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but there's no Palmer. Well, all right. Yeah. Um, are you done with your your third thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll we'll move on. Man, we uh, we we go on a lot more tangents when we get to our our uh, special episodes. No, dude, we get on more tangents when we don't want to talk about what we're talking about. I feel like um, in humans, we'll be full of tangents. <laughs> yeah, but we are hitting um, Iron Fist first, so we'll see what happens there. The thing anyway. is, I don't remember Iron Fist that well. <laughs> Like, I remember in humans because it was, like, one hour a week so I could focus on it. But 13 episodes, I'll see if there's more or less to talk about with Iron Fist. (laughs) Okay, you and I watched Iron Fist very differently. Um, Okay. (laughs) uh, All right, so my my third one, my last one, is the amount of sorcerers that exist in in general. Like, in this movie, we see Lidmir, we see Wong, we know of Doctor Strange's dad... And then at the end, Doctor Strange, right? So in total, we've got four sorcerer people. Um, then, you know, as far as the evil people go, there's just like others, a handful, but we'll ignore them. 
Um, this is like super different from the movie where it's like a whole school. There's a ton of people at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget that guy's name, but he just decides to go on a murder rampage of killing all yep. the sorcerers he can find. Baron Mordo. Um, yeah, Mordo. That's right. Um, yeah. So that's a big change. And I, I actually, you know what? I can ask you. Um, maybe I, I don't know. Uh, are there a lot of sorcerers in the comics? From what I know, it feels like th- there. Every once in a while, there's like a dozen sorcerers popping up. I mean, even Clea Lake, who the um psychiatric patient, is mm-hmm. as a sorcerer in the comics. She is. Um, oh, I wrote oh, this down. Yeah, she is. Uh, Doctor Strange's apprentice. Also, I don't know how this works. She's Dormammu's niece. I don't know how that works because he's kind of a. I different versions of him I've seen have mostly been non-corporeal. <laughs> so <laughs> every so often he becomes corporeal. You know, it just kind of depends on his mood. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I did play as him in Marvel versus Capcom, either two or three. He was a playable character, <laughs> so he must be able to hit people. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there, there's Brother Voodoo, there's, I mean, there, there's, uh, Tina Nico Minoru, I mean, there are a bunch of sorcerers. I don't know if there are that, that many sorcerers, as in the movie. Okay. Yeah, it just, it, I mean, again, going back to the whole, it's a TV show setup. it makes a lot of sense that they're kind of going to limit this, it's not like, they're thinking, oh, it's one whole movie. It's a complete story, but it's uh yeah, it kind of feels like the the setup, the the thing that they were talking about for this is that it was really just a small set of people. Especially when Lindmere was talking about Doctor Strange's dad, mm-hmm. um, and he said that uh, they were like minded. So I guess we're supposed to assume that Strange's dad was also a sorcerer. Well, yeah, I mean, I I would make that assumption definitely. Um, yeah, I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of all I've got. I, I don't know. Um, I I will say one other thing kind of completely unrelated to my top three. Um, so yesterday I finally sat down and watched Shazam and I gotta say same basic storyline as what we've seen here. Very different movie. I liked Shazam more in comparison. Um, (laughs) the plot lines pretty similar you've got a really old wizard guy Uh um some evil people who are showing up and the wizard guy needs to find someone else to take over uh the power to fight evil magic people and um that's basically it yeah yeah Yeah, i like shazam it was a good movie um i mean i was expecting more from john krasinski i don't know why like I yeah um, because John Krasinski yeah. wasn't in that movie. Are you sure? It looked just like him. <laughs> Zachary Levi. <laughs> no, no, that was Chuck. I'm thinking of the guy from The Office. I did not know anyone even thought they looked the same. They're just white guys. <laughs> Maybe they all look the same. <laughs> so apparently, they both get that a lot. Um, Hmm. like one day I saw that and I thought, oh, they actually do look alike. And then like a year or so ago, I was flipping through the channels and I think it was the Emmys was on and, um, 
Zachary Levi was was on there doing something, and he he made a joke about that that him and uh, John Krasinski look alike. It's like, oh, okay, so they know it. Huh. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to make that really bad joke because um, that's oh, is that the one that we were talking about off mic? <laughs> Oh no! Um, no, the the joke was about uh, Shazam. <laughs> that was it. Just bringing that up. The whole John Krasinski thing that was separate. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap this up, don't you, Al? Yes, I think that's a good idea. We've we've talked too much about this, and we've tortured our our listeners with a horrible Marvel related movie once again. Yep. Well, everybody, join us next time as we cover part one of the MCU's Doctor Strange promise you is much better and remember to follow us on twitter and give us that rating i mean don't base that rating off of this episode but listen to our previous episodes or maybe our next episode um and as always this is the marvel cinematic rewind for 1978's doctor strange signing off have a happy halloween and a marvelous day